Nothing in this world is really precious until we know that it will soon be gone. The lily, the starry, daffodil, the regal iris are the lovelier for their imminent vanishing. The snow crystal has but touched the earth ere it begins to die. From the American naturalist Donald Culross Petey, 1898 to 1964. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And this is the Almanac for February 15 to 22, 2013. We're coming up on the first quarter of the snow moon. Here's some natural events. A rare rendezvous between one storm blasting eastward off the Great Lakes and another barreling up the Atlantic coast brought us a blizzard of mythic proportions just before the new snow moon last week. It was the kind of snowstorm that childhood memories are made of. The wind was blowing a gale for the better part of two days, sending the snow sideways and causing whiteout conditions for hours on end. Some of that fluffy white that finally settled in your backyard could have blown there from Prince Edward Island, for all we know. If we could have heard the wind as it moaned in all the chimneys in the village at once, it would have sounded like God's bagpipes. On the windward side of our old house, there was snow on the inside windowsills blown in around the closed windows. And along with the roaring winds, the air was bitter cold, causing deadly wind chills. And yet, at the height of the storm, a lonely nuthatch worked the downwind side of the big pear tree outside our kitchen window. And a few hardy chickadees flew to the feeders and then blew back into the cover of nearby bushes. The plowmen came by several times to move some snow, trying to stay ahead of the storm. Even at 10 o'clock in the morning, it was so dark, they were running all their lights. The energy of the storm was so exhilarating that your commentator felt like an excited kid wanting to go out and play. So I bundled up and shoveled the walks again and again, while the cut I made through the growing drifts filled right up again behind me as I went along. It was a fruitless task, but so much better than sitting indoors waiting for the storm to end while the joints seize up and the arteries harden. When we retired for the second night of the storm, the trees were still thrashing back and forth in the dark. The chimneys were howling and the old windows rattling like some unknown nocturnal creature trying to get in out of the cold. When the storm finally broke on the third day, more marvels were revealed. There were drifts of four or more feet in some spots and other spots where the ground was blown bare. The trees were utterly free of snow thanks to the fierce cleansing of the wind. The sky turned blue and the wind died, but not the plowmen. They finished up their work quite nicely and retired home for a good half day and full night of rest. Here's a rank opinion. You know, with all the talk these days of climate change and storms of the century, 
We've gotten pretty worked up about the weather, but your commentator has seen almost 70 northern winters, and this storm left him with a feeling not of anxiety or worry or fear, but of satisfaction and gratitude. Satisfaction at having enjoyed another old-fashioned, full-fledged, gold-plated, star-spangled, rip-roaring nor'easter with all the trimmings. And gratitude that we still know how to keep the roads plowed and the walks shoveled and the heat and lights on and still make it to church or to grandmother's house the morning after. It was a historic storm, the storm of the century, and we're ready for another one. Finally, a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you this week. The first from John Bannister Tab. Are ye the ghosts of fallen leaves, O flakes of snow, for which through naked trees the winds a morning go? And from Carl Reiner. A lot of people like snow. I find it to be an unnecessary freezing of water. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself and support community radio.